0: David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
1: It is Tuesday, January 11th, 2022, season 17, episode number 95. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star with Nick and Dave joining me. Um, Nick, let's get started with a 95.
2: I'm going to go with Chad Hennings, I guess. I'm sure there's a better one than that.
1: But. I was about to say, you, you don't seem very convinced no. that that's the number you, wanted, you really want to talk about. Colston
2: Weatherington, maybe? Wow. Yeah, he was okay. a Dallas Desperado guy, yeah. but that may, yeah. that may not have been right for was him. Was he the
1: same number with the Desperados? I don't think so. Okay. He might have been 95 for them. For those who don't know, who the Dallas Desperados are. <laughs> that ages us. This was when Jerry actually owned an arena football team, and Nick used to do the play-by-play. No, the you did the
2: color. The color for the uh, for the Dallas Dallas Desperados. They let anybody do that. <laughs> it was fun. It
1: was fun, right? Yeah.
2: Kind of, except for the fact that, like, you know, when the season was over, this season, yeah. you're like, here we go into there. Yeah, yeah that's, and I'm gonna good day. I, I mean. Not to first
3: world problems, not to complain about this great job that we have, but I think I would cry. Like yeah. every, you probably
2: have friends. Like, is it New Orleans that does that, or it's it's? I mean, that There's is that's places.
3: a thing. But like the New Orleans Saints. Dot com beat people. Like they do work for the Pel's, but I don't think they just become Pelicans beat writers when the season's over. You know, I think that they have. They might. I don't know. I know. You know, the Seahawks employees do a lot yeah. of stuff with the Sounders. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of situations like that around sports where you just put another hat on when your season ends and go back to work. Uh, I'm very grateful that I don't, because I mean I feel like the stuff we do with the draft and all that feels like a full time job. Like the thought of everything we've been doing since mid July, yeah, and it's mid January, yeah, and you just go right back into doing another season. That uh, the thought of that I mean, makes me want to cry. David Irving's a, a 95. That's who 10, I was going to bring yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Chad I'm going to admit this to you for the first time
1: publicly. I built the site for the Desperados and I would help with putting the content up, never once attended a game, ever, for the Dallas
3: Desperados. Really? Not even one. Wow. <laughs> the games were fun. Not even one. Some teammate you are. I know. Yep. I would have been the same way. But. I just I had I no desire you to, to be there. One, though. I, mean, I had no desire. Like, I mean
2: they played like finished, in the playoffs and I know big but after games.
1: after we finished the Cowboys season I was like just like I'd be like okay I'm good I can rest for a bit. Didn't um, know you
2: felt not, that way. Didn't know you felt that that was the reason. So when we were like you know Rob and I were over there like yeah I got this we got the any yeah. Firebirds coming in tonight. For- oh, I'd
1: post the stories now. Back then, I was posting stories, so Nick would send the story, and I'd put it up. But uh, when, like, we overcovered yeah. that.
3: Um, I was. I, I never went to a game. I consider. I consider myself a football junkie. Like if it's on, I'm going to watch it. I, I'm going to watch Maction on Tuesday night. I'm going to watch Thursday night football, no matter how bad the matchup is. I could never get into arena. I, the, the New Orleans had the voodoo when I was growing yeah. up. Like they had a team, I had no desire to go. I had no desire to watch it. it. You just, know,
2: yeah. it was one of those things where, like, I always thought it was kind of like Six Flags. Like taking the family to Six Flags. Yeah. Okay, you're not gonna take the family like two weeks in a row, three weeks. You're gonna go and ride the rides, and maybe you can go later on or whatever. It doesn't matter who they play. It doesn't matter. Oh, Chicago Fire's coming mm-hmm. in. town. whatever. Just are the crush. Chicago Crush. Who's the f- <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Bean was there too. <laughs> yeah, Bean was there. Yeah. yeah. As Every you can see, Bean dude. was there. Yeah. 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 Who's the fire? The that's, firebirds. That's Chicago's MLS team. Oh. Okay. No, the Firebirds were Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. yeah. I just the, think. The big team was the Philadelphia Soul. That was the game. Dallas versus Philadelphia. Big games. They would put it on Monday Night Football one time. We Wasn't went the
3: owner of Philadelphia Soul? Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so, yeah. That's I just. Cool. I think. And I know, what are like, doing?
2: what are we doing? I don't know. am <laughs> no. sorry.
3: Oh, right. It is, Let's go. It playoffs. is the Colston
2: Weatherton was 95. Okay, <laughs> good. Colston was 95. We <laughs> got is it. This what and happens we're sorry. When, you,
1: when you start the show with Colston weatherington Let's go. All right, here we go. Here's what we're going to do today. We're going to do a, a season wrap since it's the end of the regular season and we're heading into the playoffs. I got a lot of questions I got lined up for you guys. Oh, not, what?
2: Not that wrap. My bad. I thought okay. we were rapping. You, would you like I to? I bet Dave can. I bet Dave can throw no. some. I listen. Can one rap, of you guys give me
3: like a freestyle? No, listen. no, no,
2: no. Just, no.
3: no. no I, not, I think I've said this before. I am painfully white. No. Like no, I, yeah, enjoy, it, it, I enjoy, it, enjoy listening. Yeah, you're not a. No, I
2: would yeah, okay, never right. look so white if I did that. I mean, it would be terrible. I bet Dave could actually do a pretty good job, but we're not doing it.
3: If but, he thought about it, he could probably. Yeah, but you, that's
2: the thing. If you he gave think me the afternoon, it, maybe. See, if you think about it, then it's then it's even it's really, worse, yeah. right? Because then yeah. you're trying, and yeah. Yeah. It's a, it wouldn't be good for him
1: All right, so back on the topic. Here we are going to go. Here's what we're going to do. I got questions lined up for you guys. Okay. And the the important the intent of this is to give people kind of an insight as to what you guys think of this team finishing the regular season, heading into the postseason. And where I want to start is this is an open ended question. Most of these are gonna have answers that are, you know, you can choose an answer. But this is an open ended question. Let's assume for a second you've got somebody that hasn't really watched much of the Cowboys this year and they're like, Oh, Dave, Nick, tell me a little bit about this Cowboys team going into the playoffs. Like what do they do well? What do they not do so well? How would you summarize this team? Let's start with you, Dave.
3: I think I would summarize this Cowboys team as being um, in a fascinating like, boom or bust potential. Like If you've never watched a down of the Cowboys, I would be like, this is one of the most talented rosters in the entire playoffs. They got everything going. Um, and if they hit their stride, they're one of two or three teams that you should legitimately consider a Super Bowl contender. They also have the potential to not rise to those expectations at all like they could flame out in the first round that wouldn't surprise me um and that's that's kind of the fun of it I think both of those things are in play which is terrifying as a fan but for a neutral observer you're like you should watch this because it could be really really (laughs) exciting or really really not great depending on what team shows up
2: Uh, I think I think you're right I mean I, I think this team is full of good players they probably have the most good players in the league. Hmm. Uh, they don't have a, they don't have a ton of great players, and that was evident. By, I don't think so. I mean, I think great players make the Pro Bowl. I think good players are Pro Bowl alternates, and I think that's kind of what what happened uh, here. And a Pro Bowl is a little bit tricky because you got a lot of guys in the NFC. You might have made it if you were in another league, whatever. But I just think they have a lot of good players. When you have good players and they're playing well together, boy, you can beat anybody. But some, the reason, the difference between good and great is that you're not always there. And I think that – look at the offense. I mean, look at – I mean, Dak has had a good year. You know, he's had a good – I don't think Dak's been great. He, there's been some games he's been great. There's been games he's not been. I think he's been – he's had a good year.
1: How many great players you say this team has? Um,
2: um, Four. I yeah, think that,
3: that's what, who the four you'd thinking.
2: I, I, I think I think Michael Parsons is great. Yeah. I really do. I think he's like he's phenomenal, and I think Zach Martin is as well. And if you have to, uh, nah, I don't want to get ahead. They got to beat the Forty ers I, I was just I, I, if you do have to play Tampa Bay again or get to play Tampa Bay again, those two players didn't play in the game, and I know Michael was there that's this isn't the mica that's going to be yeah. playing in that game yeah. so I think those two guys are great who else I guess that depends on I that's I hate saying
3: that it, it probably depends on what's your definition of great mm-hmm. like I think
2: always I, playing at a high level just, every game just just
3: you can always
2: count always on them count the on way them. I
1: look at it is, are they one of the best in the league that's what I that's how I look at great are they uh, considered okay. one of the best in the league at their position.
3: If that's so those are two different things for yeah. me. Like I think Dak fits that category. Okay. I don't think Dak fits what Nick said, at least yeah. not this season. Same thing goes for um Tyron Smith probably. Um maybe yeah. I I throw Diggs in there. I'll throw Diggs in Diggs. your category. Yeah, I think Diggs. Because there, we yeah. went over it like last week like the supposed like awful games, there haven't been that many of them. He's been reliable. Basically every year to either take a guy away or get you the ball back. You don't think he's one of the best in the league? No, no, no that's he, what I'm saying. No, he, oh, no, I thought you were saying I thought you were saying his category. No, he great. fits Nick's and yours. Okay, okay yeah. Okay, so yeah. I would I would probably s- I would say four. Okay, I would say I think, four.
2: I think now, Diggs is at a minus three in touchdowns this year. I think I think if you want to give him five that he's given up, yeah. that he's taken two away. Yeah, he's at two. That's a minus three with the eleven picks. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's really good.
1: The reason why I asked that question was because you were kind of comparing that to other teams. And I look around the other teams that are in the playoffs. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a team that has more than four great players, right? Kansas City. Kansas
2: City is, is up there. But, but Kansas City, I think, is very top-heavy. And then they obviously have to kind of, you know, it's hard. It's hard to yeah. pay these guys that amount of money. You can't pay Mahomes and Kelsey and all these guys, you know. So it's hard to. The NFL is not designed for you to have a bunch of. Uh, great
3: honestly,
1: players. I think Kansas City might be just like Dallas. I think they might have four great players. Like I don't think four is a lot
2: of great players. Like that's yeah. a, that's a big number. Yeah. Yeah, they just have it a. They just have it a more high profile position. Yeah, and they spots. may and, and they, they may not, they not have the same
1: number of. Good players as Dallas, like yeah, you argued earlier. Probably Dallas don't. probably has more good players, but I think I guess the point I'm making is when you look at their roster, I think they've got as many great players as any team in the playoffs. Maybe not the greatest, because yeah. you don't say Dak is 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 Rogers, no. but they got
3: some great players and they got enough great players to be able to be competitive. That's going back to my point. Like on paper, I think they're one of the three or four best teams in the entire tournament. Maybe even one of the best two or three. Yeah, but paper it hasn't translated it has not translated to the field just as often as it has over the second half of the season and i think again like going that's why it it seems like there's a little bit of angst among fans right now and media just because um what they looked like in september and october was like a just a world eating juggernaut and we know they can do that they have not done it consistently since before halloween yeah all right Let's move on to the next. Did you have
1: something? No,
2: this, the, this game's going to be so much fun. I it can't is. wait. I cannot wait. Yeah, I, I, I've I never think... wanted a game to hurry up and get here so fast for for multiple reasons. Just get us to the game. What are you implying? Yeah, um, just get to the game. I don't want to miss the game. I mean, the, I, our world changes every twenty four hours. You oh, know what I mean? yeah, yeah, fair you call. You and, and things change. Right now, everything's kind of good, just so me, just me, game. <laughs> let's just do the, the game it, now. Just, just play me it me on, on Wednesday.
3: I, we're biased because we're so close to it, but I really do think I, this is the sexiest game in the entire wildcard block. Like, absolutely. Yes. You think? Yes. More than, more than New England. You Buffalo. don't
2: get on Nickelodeon if you're not.
3: <laughs> Which is ironic because they they put the worst game on Nickelodeon last year. It was Bears Saints. It was trash. Uh, yeah, and, I, and even Rams uh, and Rams and, and, and Cardinals. I mean, I think these division
1: matchups those are those are pretty, pretty sexy good, to me. That's anyway. a pretty
2: good one too. But
1: Rams
3: yeah. Cards is up there. Buffalo New England doesn't do a whole lot for me for you. Yeah, I well I just I and I'm. Sorry to them. I just if you got a rookie quarterback, I just don't take you seriously. Not in the playoffs. I yeah. just don't. And you can even you can say that about this team in 2016. Like yeah. in retrospect, maybe their ceiling was limited by Dak being so young. um So no, I I think it is between star power. Utah. I mean, 49ers. Just because they're 10 and seven, don't sleep on like arguably the best tight end in the game. What Debo Samuel's done this year is wild. Nick Bosa, absolutely one of the best edge rushers in the game. Um, Fred Warner, pretty he, good linebacker. He gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah. I'm not saying he's like the best, but yeah. he's he's a very good player. Um, they got they got plenty of talent. Uh, Brandon Ayuk had a great season. Like they got plenty of talent their own. And then you throw in the stuff for us, like amazing uniform combination like just two of the most iconic uniforms the history in the playoffs mm-hmm. iconic brands everybody who's yeah. been like everybody grew up with Madden and Summerall all doing Cowboys 49ers games like i honestly i said this on sunday i think maybe that was on purpose they were like let's put Cowboys 49ers <laughs> in the 330 <laughs> slot yeah. that's just that's it the just way it's supposed year. to yeah. be yeah. i just i think this is this is a dream matchup yep. in terms of just juice. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Um, let's move on to the next question.
1: This, is the, this team is the first team in the history of the NFL to do these things in combination. 4,000-plus passing yards with Dak, 1,000-plus rushing yards with Zeke, 1,000-plus receiving yards with CD, 10-plus uh, sacks with Parsons, and 10-plus interceptions with Diggs. My question for you guys is, which is the greatest of these accomplishments?
2: The greatest is the eleven interceptions. I, I think it's just the thing that doesn't happen very often. Um, that's that'd be my answer to that. I haven't. I have an answer of why I think that happened this year. But go ahead, Dave. What what is the greatest accomplishment out of that group?
3: I don't disagree with you at all. But just in the interest of being different, I just you can't you can't undersell what Micah did. Ten plus sacks as a rookie is amazing. Anyway, like rookie edge rushers don't do that very often and then you consider that he isn't an edge rusher right. like they <laughs> threw him into that basically out of necessity and he took it and ran with it i mean so that's and that's maybe they they obviously thought that he could do that but for him to translate so easily and so quickly uh that's amazing
2: yeah the, the fact that that you know that stat and, and that the stat came out and I think Dave and I were in the press box and we were kind of like, yeah, it was a little I mean, like, it's 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 a it's fine. It's just one of those things. I'm fine that they're all even numbers mm-hmm. around, you know, when you start getting into these wonky stats just that you're just That's trying
3: to The more the up. more the more things you list, it, it it's incredible. And I think it speaks to the Cowboys having a very star-studded, maybe even top heavy roster. Mm-hmm. Like they've got a lot of guys who are capable of doing stuff like that. But The longer the list goes, the more my eyes start to glaze over where it's just like they're the first team to score 50 points on a Saturday night in Philly when it was (laughs) below 30 degrees. I'm just like, okay, like you're right, but how much should I really care? And the most interesting thing about that is if you –
1: I wonder, I don't know this, but I wonder if you take out the 10-plus interceptions – how many teams have done the other four? That's the unique right. thing, like you said. You just don't get ten plus interceptions that's, in a season very yeah, often. That, from that's a single that's what. So you take that one out. How many other teams yeah. have done
3: those things? Right? I bet the dig, I bet the Dig Stat is doing a lot of lifting yeah. there because yeah, right. a lot of teams have done the other stuff. Like yeah. basically, every team that makes a Super Bowl run is going to have a good quarterback, a good receiver a guy who gets to the quarterback like all of that and stuff and thousand yards not a crazy number for a running back no. so that's yeah. doable like yeah. the the rest of that stuff is very easy that's to the, do that's but then, the
2: 99 rams right there and then they, yeah, you know they you know they probably have a guy with sacks they just todd light didn't get 10 picks well oh, i was
3: going we've i mean they're I, I don't know off the top of my head i know xavier and howard had 10 last year but like there can't be more than 20 Ten interception guys in recent history. Yeah. I mean, there just haven't been that many.
2: Yeah. Um, what, what I what I think that the stat though also shows is just that you know we say, well, what is this team's identity? We've been asking that. We're trying to figure it out. I don't know if they have one really that's something that they lean on all the time. Their offense has been good some games. Some games it's not. Some games the defense gets turnovers and wins games. Some games they don't. But they can. They can do it all. They they have won in a lot of different ways, and so that kind of shows me that they can be versatile.
1: And maybe that is their identity is that they're a multiple team, like they're a team that can maybe. do a lot of different things and do a lot of different things pretty well. Put it all together. Exactly. Right. Can you do it? Now can you do it That's, against superior competition? Right. That becomes the the real question.
3: I bet I don't know. I would love to I would love to hear an honest answer from everybody from all the other 13 teams about what their expectations truly are. Like Bengals and Raiders you're probably just happy to be here considering, like, who you are and what you—, you think so? Yeah. I think the for the Bengals to be—I mean, and that they've been great. Joe Burrow's been so awesome. But, like, for them to be in the playoffs in year two of his career, they haven't fixed the offensive line and all that stuff, they're probably just pumped, like, hell yeah, like, we're, we're ahead of schedule. The Raiders firing their coach, losing their first-round pick in the middle of the season. Like, they're probably just happy to be here. Patriots— Pro, probably just happy Who to be here. are you asking? Here. Are you asking the players? No, no, no. I'm okay. asking every player. Right, that's, my to win point. The that's why Bowl. I was a little bit like, no. I think they all expect they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm talking Bowl. about the fans and the Got media it. around each yes, team. Gotcha. Um, so, i th- like Chiefs, um Bills, Packers for sure, Buccaneers, it's like, we're going to get to the Super Bowl or else this is a failed effort. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And so the reason I say all this is I just think the Cowboys are interesting. I think that's the expectation, but I just – at the same time, I'm like, they could lose this game to San Francisco or they could also get hot and play like what we've seen and just – kick everybody's ass on their way to the super bowl like both of those things seem equally possible to me
1: which is also the very frustrating thing if you're an observer or a fan is you want them to play up to their potential and they don't always quite get there that's the part that's hard to swallow sometimes all right we're going to take our first break when we come back we got lots more questions we're going to throw at these guys we'll do that when we come right back this is dallascowboys.com radio
2: at AT at&t
0: everyone new and existing customers get our best deals on every smartphone why because you deserve it for turning your living room into your office and your gym we're teaching Grandma how to video call, and teaching her again.
1: It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones.
3: AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply.
4: Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United, United Ag, Ag and, and Turf. turf the official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done, get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com.
0: Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim and his unbending attitude a man stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him it projected a rugged unstoppable spirit stetson hats are still american made with pride right here in texas they're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys and stetson is proud to be on the field with america's team find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys
2: Back to the break. Dak Prescott is the nominee for the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award presented by Nationwide. Recognizing NFL players for outstanding community service activities off the field and excellence on the field. Help Dak earn a $25,000 donation to his Faith Fight Finish Foundation. Go to that website to vote for him.
1: Welcome back. It's the second segment of the break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're doing a recap a wrap up of the 2021 season, heading into the 2022, I guess, playoffs. Um, here we go with our next question: Rookie with the great, that, with the greater potential, based upon what you've seen so far this year. Who do you think has the greatest potential? I'll throw a few options out: Kelvin Joseph,
3: Osa Odigizua, Chauncey Goldston. I mean, I've been. I'm. I am, it's a small sample size, but I'm very impressed by what we've seen from Kelvin these last couple of weeks. I getting again. I mean, it's well, actually no. Cause Philly played their receivers. I mean, he was going against their better receivers and they were targeting, they were, they were trying to get Devante Smith, the rookie receiving record, which he got. Uh, so they were targeting Kelvin a lot. I thought he held up well. I thought he played well when they threw him in there at the end of the Arizona game. Um, and then you just think about his natural talent that he was, what was he, pick what, Pick 44? He was a top 50 pick. Mm-hmm. He was picked higher than Trayvon was. And so if you're just talking about potential, I feel I'm very encouraged about where he is and where he could be.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I think I think he's the one that, that has a chance to really take it to another level. This is the time for him because – When he was drafted, there was never ever any question about his talent. It was, is he going to be mature enough to do the things he's got to do to take that talent and make the most out of it? Um, Is he going to be committed all the way? Um, And you know, that's if you. I'm not trying to bring it up now. I'm just saying that was the knock on him. Mm -hmm. And this off season, what is he doing? What is he doing this offseason? Is he taking it to the next level? Is he gonna be like Trayvon did last year and work really hard? Now Trayvon has an older brother who's an all pro. Uh, you know, they can work together. Does maybe, he'll he big yeah. huh? you know, maybe he'll share his big
1: brother. Maybe he'll share his big brother. Maybe work with him. Yeah.
2: But I'm just saying if he can take that next level, I mean, I I really loved what I saw from him, other than that dropped pick and he gotta catch that ball. Yeah. He was physical. He's a physical player. And I, I really like that. I think he can be a, a good, good player. He's just gotta get it. He's gotta want it. To take it to the next level?
1: I'll throw out OSA. I I really, what I saw from OSA this year, and really, in the first half of the season, I think he was even more disruptive than maybe in the second half, which for me, a lot of times when you got a rookie, I kind of expect that, that you're going to be probably a little better in the first half maybe than the second half just because your body's adapting to the long NFL season. But I don't think he was a bad player in the second half. I think he, he has been a player that's opened my eyes to the possibilities of what he can be. Um, I think he might be a really, really good player for them uh, long term. And Golston, you got to give him some love too, but I, I think Osa would be
2: my Golston, guy. to me, looks like... He could be a guy like Dorrance Armstrong, like in the third year, mm-hmm. you're going to training camp and you're talking to people and you're like, you know, you just talking to some scout and he's like, Golson's playing, you know what I mean? Kind of like yeah. a Tyrone Crawford did. It was just like, oh, you don't see it all the time unless you're watching that tape that he's so versatile. He's going to be doing different things. If he can stick to one position, which they may not want him to do, but if he can and really craft that, he could be really good too. I think something
3: interesting to note about Osa too, I And we don't get to see these guys as much as we would prefer. Like I think he's come out and talked to the media like three or four times since training camp. So I don't know him, but he's a very smart guy. And like he's very – I just think he's got his eyes wide open about this whole thing. I think it's probably very beneficial for him that he's got an older brother who was in the league and probably didn't have the career he wanted compared to where he was drafted by the Giants. Um and so I just, I really like his approach. Like going to what Nick was saying about Kelvin, like he strikes me as a guy who is about his business and is going to be focused on like what he can do to get better. So, yeah, I mean, he's had a fantastic rookie season. I think the arrow is pointing up on all those guys, which yeah. is, I mean, they, they it appears that they did a hell of a job with this class
1: so far. Shout out to Will McClay. Let's talk a little bit about this uh, next question. Who was the better free agent signing for Dallas between these two? I know they had a lot of free agent signs, but between these two, Malik Hooker and Demonte Casey.
3: I think Casey's just been the regular starter. I know he, it, it hasn't always been fantastic with him. I know people taught like he's 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 been involved in a few busts over the course of the season, but I really like his demeanor. Like J. Ron Curse gets a lot, and rightfully so, gets a lot of credit for like that dog demeanor and competitive and feisty and kind of in, in, imbuing that confidence. But Casey's kind of like that too. Like he's a He's a
2: feisty dude. Um, yeah, when they played the the the, Bucks the first time, for game one, he was just like, I don't care. Tom Brady, he's just a guy. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, he's not. He's really <laughs> he's just a goat. He's kind of more than a guy, yeah. But, but, yeah, yeah but I get your point. Like, yeah. for, our, for our, you know, we don't care. You know, we don't care who it is. We're going to go out there. You know. Love it. it that's, that's the way he's got to play. And, but to answer the question, the guy they're going to probably – i don't know who they try to resign you know you just got to remember like casey and keanu neal they came here you know with um dan quinn and doesn't look like dan quinn's gonna be here you know I mean, that's that seems very obvious at this point that there's a lot of talk or, you know he's just somebody who's gonna get an interview with him and not want him i mean he's gonna he's gonna get a job so that that's a done deal and so you just wonder who are they gonna to try to resign to me personally, I think I'm trying to resign Millie cooker if if possible
3: I do I mean, I think hooker is an easier guy to resign for sure. I'm looking up to see their snap counts. Yeah, I mean Casey's played eighty percent of the snaps this season for hooker. It's more like it's more like 46 50%. So I mean Casey's just had a much
1: bigger role. And not to not to I don't want to throw anything at you that you're not prepared for, but it does seem like Cooker's had more if you look at the second half of the season and really over the last month it seems like Cooker's getting in more. Yeah. So I would I would I would wonder if you extrapolated that to the full season. Obviously he was coming in coming off injury, got here mm-hmm. late, all those things. If they are seeing as time goes on that they really have a role for him that may even surpass what they have for Casey at some
3: point. If their plan is to sign Hooker with an eye on him being the starter at that position next year, and maybe you try to draft somebody, like I, I'm fine with that. That would mm-hmm. yeah means no no problem here. All right, uh, next question: Most
1: improved player. These two players are the nominees: Terrence Steele and Dalton Schultz. Who's been most improved?
3: Um. I would uh, no. It's not even close. It's Terrence Steele because Dalton Schultz was pretty damn good last year. Like he's had a better season this year, but he had a nice year mm-hmm. last year. <laughs> Terrence Steele did not. Can I complicate that for you? Uh, I you, wish go you back, back, wouldn't. I hate. It. I don't <laughs> like these types of things. If, if
1: you were, if you go back two years to where Dalton Schultz, Schultz was two years ago, who's at the biggest jump?
3: We talk about this all the time. Like everybody was trying to fire Dalton Schultz. Like his yeah, his yeah. glow up from. Like, basically, everyone was like, What's he doing here? To this guy is going to get paid in a couple months. <laughs> right. Like, he's going to be one of the best tight ends available on the market. He is a viable starting tight end who can do. I mean, he yeah, he ain't, he's not a road he, grader, but he's a good player. You
2: know, I've said this before. Like, I think, I think a good comparison to him is Jay Novacek. And people can scoff if you want to, but. Look at what Novacek did. And Novacek was in the league for a few years in Arizona, the Cardinals, and they weren't very good and they weren't using him, right? You get in the North Turner situation where he's not the main guy. Yeah. You've got Harper and Irvin on the outside, not in that order. You've got, you got Emmett, of course, Daryl blocking and all that. And he benefited a lot. He was that security blanket for Troy. And so, I mean, I, I just think he is very, very similar. He's not a big blocker, can kind of get in the way. Kind of crafty over the middle. But Novacek stayed and got paid and was part of this system. That's why you, you kind of wonder what's going to happen with Schultz. Is he going to go somewhere else or is he going to be like, hey, I can go in a system that really, really benefits me. He, he'll probably do both. But
3: I I think this is worth pointing out, too, not to get too much into draft speak, but I think about that a lot. You People always say, like, that's such a hard position to transition to. And that's what this looks like. I mean... Yeah, there's always going to be outliers, but unless you're drafting, I mean, Kyle Pitts had a great rookie year. Mm-hmm. Um, the kid in Detroit, TJ Hawkinson, hit the ground running because those are like top 10 picks. Like when you're drafting a tight end in the fourth round, it's probably going to take some time. Like I'm looking at it right now. Dalton Schultz, he caught 12 passes as a rookie for 100 yards. In 2019, that dropped to one for six. Mm. It just took him some time.
2: One pass? In <laughs> he caught
3: 2019? one pass in 2019. He caught one. Wait, was he was he hurt? No, like, Jason he? Witten came out of retirement. Uh, that's right. Witten was all of at his... first. Year. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, um, but just one, one. Well, he was. You know, Jarwin was. It, it's it's like what Sean McEwen's got, like yeah. mm, two. Yeah. Sprinkles got just a few. Those third tight ends in this offense, they'll get a whole lot. Yeah. But I mean, unless unless you're the
3: top of the top tight ends, typically I think even even Travis Kelsey, who was I believe a second round pick. Wasn't like amazing as a rookie. I can pull that up too. Yeah, as a rookie, Travis Kelsey caught no passes. What was Kelsey drafted? Uh, s- uh 63rd overall okay. third third round actually i'm okay. sorry
2: yeah no passes rookie ricky he didn't catch a ball now as it was a the quarterback it was at alex smith what uh, year was it that it's
3: 2013 oh f- God, oh geez he's yeah he's been in the league, league for a minute He has Ooh. been longer than i thought uh i mean he immediately blew up for 67 and 800 the next year but yeah i mean it and unless you're just like an elite prospect tight end usually takes some time so
2: yeah yeah this is gonna sound it's weird good but every time i see kelsey I think of Jeff Swain when I think of Swain in the face. I, I, I they, to me, they look alike. Jeff Swain and that. Kelsey. Like I, I, every, I wish they were the same player. You know when, when Swain was here. Swain's <laughs> so still playing. I got nothing. He but is. respect for him. He's yeah. still
3: in the league and he's still playing. I just, I, those are my favorite types of players. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. he's got shoot. He's got thirty-one catches and three touchdowns for the one seed in the AFC right now. Yeah.
2: he's not playing this weekend, right?
3: Nope. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, here's the next question. I'm going to give you guys
1: five choices for this answer. Uh, free agent you'd most uh, free agent you think is most important to resign. I'll give you the two wide receivers, Michael Gallup and Saquon Wilson. I'll give you J. Ron Curse. I'll give you Brian Anger, and I'll give you Dalton Schultz. Most important oh. player to re-sign of those five. I was just so you
3: took Randy out of the yeah. equation. Yes, so I, can't I just absolutely go. took Randy okay. out of the
2: equation. Uh, there was a reason I took Randy out of the. equation. How sad. I mean, can you believe that we're sitting here and you picked five guys, and Layton's not in your pick, and Connor should Wilson's he be? Isn't? No. Okay. No, just he, making sure no, I'm not. No, off no on I, this. it's not about that. You were okay. wrong. It's the fact that like we're just not even putting him in. He doesn't even make it in the group. All right, most important to resign
1: Of those five, you want me to give you names again? Yeah, no,
2: it. I got them two All receivers, right. Schultz, Curse, and Anger.
3: Yeah. I hate what I'm about to say because I'm the safety guy, and I think what J-Ron's done for them, I would love to have him back. What he's done for them has been very valuable. He's been awesome. But defense is so hard to predict from year to year, like the variance. Unless you've got Legion of Boom-type talent, it's hard to just be at the top of the defensive rankings like year after year. It's it's just, you can look at the trends. Um, so with that in mind, having a consistent good tight end who can help Dak out, and again, the strength of this team is still its offense. In my opinion, I would take Dalton. Mm-hmm. Out of all of the names you just listed off for me, I
2: think I would take Dalton Schultz. I would go with Curse. I think cursed gives them more attitude, uh, versatility. He's just a wiry player that they just haven't had. He can do a lot of things with him, too. He can play linebacker. He can play some safety. I just like everything that he brings. Um, I would try to re-sign him. I don't want really disagree with the Schultz. I, don't, I, I mean, I would like to have anger. But, you know, I mean, you're going to have a punter. And you hope he's going to be good. Yeah. I was wrong on that one, though. I got—I mean, I was—I whiffed on that one. I was like, "Why would you bring this guy in?" I think Nice Wonder is better. Nope, I, <laughs> I mean, he's not. He's been great. He's been—he's yes. been really, really good. And he helped them when the Cowboys' offense was struggling here in these last five games. He has been even better. And anger has kind of—he's he, helped flip field position. I mean, he's not he's not crafty to the point where I'm not crafty, but, you know, he doesn't always just pin it at the one and it bounces back and and, or angle it out of bounds. He's going to put the ball on the on the nine yard line for you. And, you know, he's been a weapon. I think the thing my thoughts with special teamers
3: is just I mean, anger said when he got named to the Pro Bowl, he came here for bones like he knew what bones does for punters. He wanted to be part of that. So that, I mean, you, Bones is going to be here next year. I haven't heard anything about him getting job interviews. So, so that hasn't changed. And then the bidding war for specialists just typically isn't the same. So I I just kind of think I'm like, all right, you can probably keep anger if you want him. Whereas the other guys, you're going to have to be worrying about other people's offers. I think Fossil could be a good head coach. I'm not saying that he couldn't be. No, no,
2: I'm just kind of thinking if you're a beat writer, you're saying you you think he is, or you were
1: asking the question.
2: I'm asking. I mean, he'd be a little, he'd be different. He'd be, you know, because you need somebody kind of to kind of rein him in. And if you're the head coach, you're not going to do that.
3: Yeah, I could see Bones just being involved in a media fiasco like once a month. You know, like the thing earlier this season. Everybody, I think it was the LA game he was they're like why are you calling block in that situation he's like i'm just trying to give cowboy fans what they want that's what y'all wanted or whatever." i, I forgot about that stuff yeah. like that when you're the head coach it's very different than Oof. when you're the special teams coach yeah. i don't know or even i mean he kind of he pissed people off yesterday he was comparing zerline to tiger woods i know <laughs> scruggs was even like tiger's different though like tiger's <laughs> the best person to ever play golf Greg Zerline is not <laughs> even close to that.
1: So, yeah, I don't know. I don't I know. I thought that was pretty funny. You know, one thing I will point out, I agree with you, Nick, on, on J. Ron Kirsch, because yeah. I look at it and I say, you know, what, what would you do if you didn't have that player? I think a tight end, as much as I like Dalton Schultz and what he brings, you still do have Blake Jarwin. And I think Blake Jarwin can be a comparable type tight end uh, to Dalton Schultz. You look at a lot of these others, like Brian Anger, that's great. He's had a great season, don't get me wrong. But I think you could probably, if you had to, you could probably find a comparable punter. I just think what J. Ron Kearse has brought has been yeah. unique and different. And the most important part, and and I probably ought to wait and say this until after this weekend, he's done pretty good against tight ends this year when they've kind of matched him up in that way. He's got another another tough matchup on Sunday. Uh, but but I think that's the part of his game that, that's even just as valuable as the others. When you have a guy like him that you can match up against tight ends against against some of the better tight ends in the league and, and those tight ends not really kill you, I think that's really, really valuable.
3: I just think I just I trust if they were to re-sign Dalton Schultz, I trust very I'm very, very confident as long as he's with Dak in this offense he's gonna catch like fifty to eighty balls, six hundred to a thousand yards. And half a dozen touchdowns. Like I, I feel like I can just count on that to keep happening. Jaron Curse. The scheme could change. Dan Quinn might not be here. Maybe the new guy asks me to do something different. There's just a lot more variance there. Yeah, There's right. a lot more potential for that not to be the same. And we have to be realistic. J. Ron Kirst was not this player before sure. this year. Yeah. And so
1: you got to give Dan Quinn some of that. And if he's not here, how much does that change? But like, I will say something to
3: consider. I mean, when when you start talking about price, I think it's much more likely that J-Ron's here than Schultz. Yeah. I just think again, other teams with more cap space making competitive offers. All
1: right let's take our final break we'll come back we got a few more questions before we end the show we'll do that we can come back this is dallascowboys.com radio want to use what the pros use how about the official men's skincare brand of the dallas cowboys
4: To work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com.
0: Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting Cowboys, and Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com Cowboys.
2: Back to the break. This Sunday, January 16th at 3.30, you'll see Derek Eagleton wearing a white tuxedo he's going to bust it out for this week's game because it's the whiteout at AT&T boss Stadium <laughs> okay boss hog wearing the white we encourage everyone to wear your white for the white out this weekend see so visit DallasCowboys.com slash 2021 playoffs for more updates
1: let's go let's go Dave you wearing all white no no no
3: no I in the press box. In, a, in the press box? That would look ridiculous. No. I know. That's the point. I mean, I always say, like— <laughs> I want you to look ridiculous. I do a good enough job of, like, kind of being the butt of jokes and having a good sense of humor about myself without, like, going out of my way. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You, you make it seem natural. I right? did wear—I wore a tuxedo to the last playoff game, but that's because I was missing my friend's wedding. i oh Oh. I was I was like I I was like I can't make the wedding, but yeah. I already bought the tuxedo, so I'll wear it for you, kind of as like a symbolic thing. Did they win? Uh, yeah, they beat the Seahawks. That was a Seahawks yeah, game. Okay, yeah. all right, good, good. So maybe you should do it again. Did you not, did it that time? Getting no, married. But still, it was so just you just wore tuxedo and the they wore. It looked like uh, a painter. Uh, they are they are expecting. So yeah, That's there we going go. On. They're winning. Yeah, they're shout winning. out, Robin Meredith. Shout out, Robin. Do they still give you every every day of my life? Like they they mention it. I, I mean, Rob, he's one of my dearest friends for since forever. Like anytime anything remotely comes up, I'll be like, I'll send a text and be like, oh, I, I can't make it. I got work or whatever. And he's like, <laughs> hardly surprising or just, you know, <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So he's yeah. got your personality. He oh, that kind of my love language is treating the people I care about like crap. And all my friends are the same way. Perfect. So we're just ruthless to you each other. You would have missed
2: the flip. Dax
3: flip. I would, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, hey, do what you got to do. Part of, part of working in the industry. Absolutely. All right, we got a few
1: more questions we want to get before we end the show. Let's Next question, if you could replace only one of these two players, which would you replace? And I'm talking about once the season is done, getting ready for next season, Connor Williams or Tyler Biotis?
2: <laughs> uh, you replace, we're mean.
3: laughing because we're saying the same thing. We're thinking the same thing, right? What? I'm guessing, oh. yeah. And just I, I mean, think so. If you could do both, both? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, if you could. And okay, it's a funny joke, and I don't. I'm not completely kidding, but like Tyler Biotish. Neither one of them has been awful, but like it's easy to dog Tyler. He's definitely, you know, some of the better D tackles have gotten the best of him. There's been some issues with the snap placement and stuff like that. All things considered, I think he's been solid. Um, but that's guard center, if I've got a red Sharpie and I'm <laughs> circling things that I wanna address in the offseason, that's that's getting a big red circle on it. Yeah. You.
2: I the thing with Biadas, he has played better, I think, lately, but I've never seen a center get more false starts. I don't understand how you're getting a false start. Like
1: Is it because of the way he raises I But I guess. think every center does it. And and I can't quite figure it out either because I think most centers, if you watch them, they kind of do that little yeah, head they, jerk.
2: They look down. And I don't know
1: why he's tamp. getting the penalty, but none of
2: them he the He kind of has a rocking motion. The he rocks the, last
4: game, the last game it was definitely because I was sitting down there and I was shooting him at the same time, and, and he rocked back and he almost picked the ball up because he was falling backwards. <laughs> that's exactly what he did.
3: I just feel like maybe it's it, – it might be in my head because remember, like we talked in the off season, like – we found out later Andy Dalton preferred Joe Looney because he trusted that the snaps yeah, were going to yeah. be in the same place. I think there have only been, like, one or two botched snaps. Like, they fumbled against the Giants the first time they played in the red zone. There have been a couple of those. So it hasn't been a disaster, but I swear I'm just always looking at the snap. And if, like, the numbers of number of times Dax had to kind of, like, high high-point the ball mm-hmm. coming out or it's over here, it just... It seems like it's been a lot, whereas like when Travis was in there, I don't think I've thought about that once in my entire life. I mean, you know? Let me yeah. throw
2: a different curveball at you. Let's say that Connor Williams' agent in the talks with Steven says, listen, the season's over. From now till the, end of tra- till the start of training camp, my guy is going to be snapping the ball more than any, any person in the world. He's going to snap it 500 times a day. He's going to work on the shotgun, snaps, all that stuff. He is going to dedicate himself to being a center. Would you, would you consider that? Connor Williams at center? As long as he's, I would say, that sounds great.
3: How much do you want? Yeah, and don't this doesn't guarantee anything. If like if if the right guy falls in my yeah. lap in the draft, I'm going to draft
2: him. Well, and that's and that could happen, and then he could just beat out the 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 guy at left guard. That's that, fine. The, you know, and that's he could Still do that. It's also, I'm, I'm not playing a lot of like, paying right. a lot of money
1: for it. Yeah, I would give it a shot. It's Why not?
2: always if he can if he can make that switch to center. I mean, that would be really good. Yeah, he's 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 big enough, quick enough. Nasty enough to kind of fight there in the middle. I don't know. I, I, I mean, all just, those they didn't do it early enough last yeah. year.
3: All those conversations, which yeah, yeah. sometimes, like, we're wrong a lot. We look stupid a lot. But, like, sometimes you just nail something. Like, all spring we're just like, it's weird that they don't have a center. It's weird that Connor Williams isn't really doing this. And then they get to training camp and they're like, huh we don't have a center
2: like let's try it yeah. in the game
3: um everything with everything about this is about price with me like if i can get connor williams back at a very very friendly price i'm all for it mm-hmm. it's at the very worst its depth at the very best maybe he starts at center or could be your starting guard as
2: well i'd rather try to upgrade that but if you could get him back on a good deal that's you know fine. i kind of wonder if they don't go the the opposite way with him and his agent and his team says I'm a tackle. I'm I'm I'm, mm. I'm agile. I'm athletic. You know, I can play. I can play. He can play right tackle. Free how agency
3: much... might not be the right time. To yeah. Do that, how do though, you? Right? How can you sell yourself as being worth a good contract without a single snap no, of I know. tackle yeah. tape?
1: Yeah. I mean, I you'd have to get like somebody that. to kind of bring you in and give you an opportunity to play it, and then make that argument in yeah. another deal. Like you want a one or two year deal with a team that's going to use you at tackle, or
3: right? maybe. You maybe you kind of sell the team that signs you is like I'm going to work on this and I can offer you that flex. Right. Like you're not going to yeah. start me at tackle, but just know right. that yeah. type of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean that was when he was at his best. Now, of course, it was in college, but when he was playing tackle, that's when he was at his best. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, one more question before we end today's show, and actually this is a two part question. What was the best victory the Cowboys had this year, and what was the worst loss?
3: Ooh, good. Okay, loss is easy. Denver. I mean. Because the other game, I mean, other games they lost, losing to Tampa on opening night. Come on, we're gonna kill them for that. Um, even, uh, even like, yeah, it, it it was a bad loss, I guess. But like, the Raiders are a playoff team. Derek Carr's had a phenomenal yeah. season. They they scored thirty three. I mean, that was just that was an entertaining. well, it wasn't that entertaining. The refs ruined it. But yeah. like, they played. Adequately, you know? Uh Denver they just did not. Denver they just sucked. So that's easily the worst loss for me. Best win. I don't
2: know, Nick, what do you got? I, I said it yesterday. I mean I to me I, I think the best win was the Chargers game. I mean, just because I think there's so many things that came out from that. You found out what Micah could do and you find out how they could go and win and um you know, I just I just thought it was so important and then that kind of was a springboard for six straight. Um there's that one up in Foxborough that it's you, it's, yeah. it's New
3: England for me. Yeah. It's New England for me because they were rolling like they'd been rolling over everybody. They sucked to start that too. And honestly, it might have led to some of their issues. And like mm-hmm. Dak talked about that. He's like when you can climb out of this hole against New England and overcome all these penalties that set you back and still win. Then you go to Minnesota and win without the quarterback. Maybe you kind of start to think you're invincible. <laughs> yeah. But that was – coming out of that New England game, I just had a. I that's when I was like, oh, this team might be special. Yeah. Like, to – again, what? they So, they. I mean, they're down 14-7 in the first quarter. They might go down even further than that if they don't have that touchdown called back for a hold on Randy Gregory. Mm-hmm. And then they just battle back as Erline misses the kick, but then he come back, makes it. CDs waving bye bye to win it in overtime and set a record for yardage put up against the Bill Belichick team. Yeah, I mean that
2: was that was a ton of fun. You know, you know what's what's one that we don't always mention, but it should be thrown into the category? Right. Minnesota. I mean, without yeah, that was going to be mine. Oh, yeah.
1: okay. Yeah. No, ahead. I was just going to say it was going to be mine just because, like, any time you got to play a backup quarterback, mm-hmm. and especially on this team. Usually, when the quarter, when the starting quarterback is out during my time here with the Cowboys, that usually ain't a good thing. And, and it wasn't went, the first
2: half. No, was not. But
1: but they went into that game and they found a way to win. He made a couple throws. That touchdown pass to to Sid, I mean, that was a great throw. I mean, so Cooper that game too. to me, yeah, that game to me, that was in my opinion their greatest win, just because I had no faith they were going to win that yeah. game whatsoever. The New England game in my opinion it was the most entertaining game they've had this win most entertaining win they've had this year i i was not at that game cuz i had a death in my family but literally i was watching it on tv and i was like losing my mind because there were so many ups and downs in that game it yeah. was just a fun entertaining game to watch
3: yeah i i, I still say new england but i i I'll, that memory will stick with me going in the post game of the vikings game with cooper rush And, like, who knows where his career goes from here. Maybe that'll be, like, the only moment he has, really. But, like, you could just – and he's not a super emotional guy. He's very low-key. But, like, you could tell how much that meant to him. And I'm like, of course. Like, how cool is that? And, like, his family came over from uh, Michigan. His dad in the stands was –
1: that was gold right there. like,
3: he'll be an old man – and, uh, like, maybe that's the last time he ever starts an NFL game, but, like, you can never take that away from him. My, but, you know?
2: my favorite play of that game, though, was, I mean, just it, it won the game for them, was when Zeke just said, nah, I'm not going to get tackled here. I know I'm supposed to. We threw it underneath to get a field goal. Oh, I forgot I'm, about I'm that. I'm busting mm-hmm. through these two guys, getting a first down. And winning the game—that was a really good. Play and we're not going to go tying it over time. overtime. We're going to go win it. I mean, that was the Z, and, and he hasn't done it all, a lot this year. We yeah. get it, but there's a, there are some moments when he, you know, he does a little G O M B, and he just <laughs> says, well, or as Snoop said the other day, "Sit down, clown." He said that on the. <laughs> you going to start using that? It's a, it's it's easier to to do that than get off me.
3: Yeah, because you can't say it. Yeah. On the air. You can. Not on the air. We're not FCC regulated, but... We are Derek regulated. There we go. Okay.
1: I don't like that word? Not on the air. It's (laughs) just... (laughs) No, not on the air.
3: It's wild. children out there. Especially
1: when you're
2: calling it to an NFL player.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. It's just wild, like, when you start breaking down all of the ebbs and flows of a season, you're just like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. that that happened. And it feels like, like... Which, going back to the top of this, that's why I can't even imagine... All of the work and emotion and labor and man hours that goes into this season, and then you turn around and have to do it again, like, three weeks from now. No. Oh, that's Something else. Oh. Yeah.
2: What, what would be the 12th win? Like, the 12th best win. Oh, like, oh. the
3: win where you're just like, whatever, get me out of here? Mm. I mean, because
2: cause even these games where you're like, like, this last one. They scored 50 in Philly. Yeah. Like, I they I, I get it. They didn't play a lot, but, I mean— you can't say it was like a terrible win because they went out there and dominated a team. That, no, it, it would be at Washington just because. I mean, that was
3: they they tried their best to gag it away. It was the worst Dak played all year. They completely went to sleep after halftime. Like it was twenty four to three at halftime, I think,
2: and they've won twenty seven twenty. Can't go with you on that one. Their head coach came out and said we're gonna win the game, and they went out and they just put them, right busted them right in the mouth. And then I mean, yeah, they let them up a little bit, but. They were never going to lose that game. Yeah. by the By the time that
3: game was over, ever I felt this way. I was just like, "Oh my god, I'll just get out of here." I hate everything that's happened. <laughs> that's true. Right? I hate yeah, hate the the place. Not yeah. well, just not even the. <laughs> just I hated it. everything that happened after halftime. Just sucked. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. McCarthy yeah. delivered on his promise and all that, but I, New Orleans at home. Yeah, that New I mean, New Orleans.
2: Was, but I mean, that was a you lost two in a row. How what? about the Giants game there? Yes, actually, there that might go. be the better answer. Giants, there. He's kind of like, eh. yeah, that's it. That's, that might be the better that's, answer. That's your worst win. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's your twelfth ranked win. Let's <laughs> just go home. 20, like, you just like, to six. Just go home. I don't care if Nate's here or not. I'll tell you the, the best loss. Tampa. Tampa. Oh yeah, and by, see, absolutely. And, and that's yeah. the thing. Like I know we argued about it. Then we'll argue all the time. He throws those jokes in there. He's he's wrong, and I don't. He I'll tell him he's wrong. Because the morale after that game was better than the morale going into the game. You're like, we didn't win. We lost to Tom Brady. We could have won. We didn't. We play like that. We're going to win a lot of games this year. And they did. I won six in a row. It was a moral victory.
3: There's always going to be people that just don't care unless you win. Like That's just the, the bottom line that they'll never get over. But, like, I look back at that game, right now I look at that as a source of confidence. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you are capable of taking that team Mm -hmm. to the brink in their building on banner night. That means that you can be in it right up to the wire with pretty much anybody in the league. And, And by the way, if you look at personnel – you have, I think, a better team right now
1: because some of your players that played in that game are not the they same. They got a hell now. of a healthier and they've team. They've taken some hits. They got a hell of yeah. a healthier team than Tampa does yeah. right now. Yeah. So there, there's some things about that. If you can get past San Francisco and you got to go to Tampa, I don't think they have any reason to be afraid of that team
3: That's, at all. They shouldn't be afraid of anybody in this tournament, in yeah. my opinion. No. But. They better
2: be on their p's and q's because well, because
1: they could get beat and, any week too. No, right? yeah. yeah, that's And, the thing and
2: I've heard a lot of people say, you know, look at the team San Francisco's lost to. They've lost to some good teams this yeah. year, which is true. They yeah. have. Um, and so, you know, I look at that and say, well, whose point are we making here? Because they're ten and seven, and they're mm-hmm. they're they're going to face a good football team. Yeah. I mean, this is a good team. The Cowboys are playing. They they are a good team. They've got some issues, and you could you know, as Dave said yesterday, I think off air, we said. You know, styles make fights, you know, a boxing reference, and so this is this is going to be a different kind of fight than they were thinking the Rams and Cardinals might give them. Yep.
1: All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to start breaking down this matchup, Cowboys versus Forty ers We'll have Bucky Brooks join us talk about that Forty Nine er offense, that run game. That's going to be something to to think about and watch on Sunday. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Helm, and I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the Break Live on DallasCowboys.com dot com Radio. This has been a
0: production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about
4: the Cowboys? Yeah!